Mike, turn your games down. All right, we've got episode 231 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's with me tonight? That was my attempt. I'm here to talk about Sean Connery. Uh, hi. <laughs> hey, what you. is your name, sir? <laughs> Nate, sorry. Hi, Nate. I'm Reese. I, you know what? Nate, I am also here to talk about Sean Connery. Right, this is the Sean Connery support group, right? I mean, it can be if you want it to be. <laughs> Excellent. Is it, is it my turn now? Yes. Hi, I'm Trey. I'm here here as part of the Maria Menounos uh, appreciation group, <laughs> right? That's what this is? We can go with that. Was that the me. actress that plays in this? Yeah, uh, you may you may know her from uh, Newbie, which was on uh, the beginning of pretty much every movie of all time since I don't know how long. And now she's at Pumps, too. So there you go. And I, I unfortunately know what you're talking about. I'm actually going to go see a movie later today, and I'm going to see that dumb advertisement. You're, you're going to see her, even though we should be nice to her, because she did just like just get over pancreatic cancer like, like a couple months ago. So okay. don't well, be too harsh on her. But, <laughs> but she did. A, but yeah, she's annoyed the piss out of me for years. I mean, she's fine on it. I'm just upset that she's there. I don't want I don't want advertising. I just want my movie. Yeah. Especially when they loop. Yeah. It, it's funny because it's always like, hey, I'm you know, thanks for watching the most watched movie thing. It's like we have no choice here. Like, it's not the most watched because we want to watch you. <laughs> There's no you can't change the channel here. Like, that's that's kind of like a weird bragging thing, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you don't have a choice. It's like, it's, yeah, it's the most watched because you play in every fucking theater. I, I go to Alamo Draft House now and there's no Marina Menounos there. So that's, that's <laughs> yet. <laughs> Sometime. So we are here to talk about a game that I've been meaning to play ever since I saw it on the cover of a Game Informer. I don't even know what year because I didn't bother to figure that out before I started talking. But I think it was 2004. I had that Game Informer. That's what. So I was interested. So we're here to talk about James Bond 007 from Russia with Love that came out in 2005. Yes. Developed by EA Redwood Shores, published by EA and came out PS2 GameCube era. And I had so I've always been curious about this game. I've been meaning to get around to it. I just could never get myself to want to play it for one reason or another. I think I know why now, but, and then for this podcast, I said, fuck it, I'm going to play it. So that's my history with this before. Uh, what about you, Trey? I was really curious, like why you picked this one. Cause it's just so like, yeah, out of, I don't know. I'm, I'm always curious about your whole system for this. Cause everything <laughs> seems very random. And it's like, it is. I'm like, was there an anniversary or are you just like, Hey, uh, let's no, play. I just, it's hey, just I, like, oh, I want to yeah. play it. My, I mean, my history <laughs> with, I, I don't know. Do you want me to talk about Please. the game or bond or whatever? Yeah, either one is fine. Uh, my uh, my mom was a huge Bond fan, so I was uh, I was raised on Bond movies and all that. Like we watched all of them, the the Connery ones and the Roger Moore ones and whatnot and all that. And of course, like every other person on the planet, I played a ton of Goldeneye and all that when it came out on sixty four. Plus, I played the the remake of Goldeneye recently after it was re- after it was released on Switch and all that. The original Goldeneye, but the the Wii one. You but it, you also played the Wii one, and I and you got me curious about actually playing that game for the first oh, time. Oh, you should. Life. It's good. It's good. It's actually really good. It's I mean, it's a it's a full on remake of the original Goldeneye, but it's not the levels are not similar at all. It's just like kind of like a loosely similar story, but it has Daniel Craig in it. It has like full voice acting. And because you were you were talking about it on your on your show, Nintendo Main Podcast, and I was like, hmm, I should play this, and I haven't done it yet, but you got me curious. Oh yeah, no, it's a and it's on. Well, it was originally a Wii game. But then it was released for PS3 later. But it's I think it's I think it's a good game. Like it's mm-hmm. a like I said, it's got like full voice acting and it's got like Judy Dench and uh, Daniel Craig and all the and all the current Bond people at the time in there. And they just basically redid the story, you know, and I kind of want to try it. It's, it. it's it's cool. It was it was enjoyable. But I had never uh, I played I played most of the Bond games, but I 
I bought this one on the cheap. I got it for there's I have a sticker on the top right here. I don't remember where exactly I got it from, but it says four ninety nine, and I have it for GameCube, of course, because I the GameCube is like one of my favorite systems ever. So so that was really fun to to play a GameCube again, a GameCube game again, you know, because I just haven't in a while. But yeah, I played I played all the you know I played Nightfire, played uh, Agent Under Fire, played Everything or Nothing. But I never really played much of this one. I, I remember I bought the game and I just played the first level just to make sure that it worked. And that's not, <laughs> you know, because, you know, just because, you, you know, never know scratch disc or whatever, that type of thing. So I just tested it and that's all I'd really done with it. So it was fun to I mean, I had I had a pretty good time with it and it's and it's short, which is nice. <laughs> you yeah, know, really I was able to knock it out in a couple of days. And Nate, what about you? Like Trey, I grew up on James Bond. My older brother introduced them to me when Goldeneye came out on VHS, and then we just like watched the whole series. Played all of the video games pretty much because uh, of my older brother. He <laughs> would buy them, and then I would play them. <laughs> uh, with everything or nothing being like that was like the highlight of Bond games for us in the we're house. Gonna, we're gonna mention that uh, game a lot this episode. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and so uh, he had moved out after uh, before that, or before this game came out, and I bought it like used. I think it was like 2006 or 2007 uh, played played it. And I don't I remember liking it like I did everything you could in that game on PS2. But replaying it, I was like, why would I do that to myself? (laughs) (laughs) I can understand that. I completely can understand that now. Yeah, so that's just my history with the game. Had the Game Informer issue, too, and I was like super hyped about it, but also a little confused because I was like, what a weird one to just... It really you is. Know, it's be like, let's make a video game off of this movie versus like any of the other games yeah. or movies. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite movies, a Bond, but it doesn't. It's also the one that's least like a Bond movie because it's more of a spy thriller than an yeah. action movie. Yeah. So it's very strange how this, why they chose this one. Is this the only one that, uh, is this the only time Sean Connery was the voice in a game? That you know, like like specifically, I believe so. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like his, his I wish he didn't. One and only game. <laughs> yeah, I thought, he, I thought he did fine. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess like... I've seen this movie too many times that I can tell that the voice doesn't fit the Sean Connery I'm looking at. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. yeah. And I, and the lines are pretty close. A lot of the lines are from the movie itself, but they're but they don't sound nearly as good as they sound in the actual movie itself. It's it's like been years and old. <laughs> yeah, it it's... wasn't good. <laughs> It's been years since I've seen the movie. Does Red Grant call Bond old man in the movie? Yes. Or is that just like a fun? No, that's thing? that's in the. Uh, I'm pretty sure all his lines almost were straight from the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get that he, whole fish thing. That's from the movie. He definitely talks in an old timey way, like in the forties, like old man, you know, that kind of thing. Ah, uh, okay. Well, it's supposed to all be the whole fact that he's essentially replacing Bond in a way because he's trying to kill Bond, and I think that's the whole purpose of it. That I haven't seen the movie. I wanted to watch the movie actually for this episode, but it is not on streaming services anywhere. So <laughs> it is not. Yeah, you gotta rent it or Yeah, and I didn't want to do it. And what about you, Reese? Yeah, also a big bond head here. And uh, I distinctly remember reading about it in the Game Informer magazine as well. <laughs> and something that I always remember is that Splinter Cell Chaos Theory had come out relatively recently, and Chaos Theory got a lot of attention for how many different ways you could approach a single level and all the different paths that you could take through a level. And I distinctly remember the Game Informer uh, article 
really trying to pretend that this game was chaos theory complex and they had like <laughs> images of like the level design from top down and they were like look bond can go in all of these different directions while you're playing the game and there's all these choices to make which is really interesting to think about because obviously when you play it today it's uh, I would say above and beyond linear Bond game uh, compared to most of the others even. So I don't really know if that panned out, but that was the marketing approach that they took at the time was like, this game is going to be very complex. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, the first time I played this game was a couple of years ago. I was pleasantly surprised by it. I think I'm going to wind up being more positive on this game than a lot of y'all uh, from what I've gathered. Yep. But like, I... And, and 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 there are certainly a lot of problems that this game has, but I still kind of enjoy it quite a bit. I think it's unique. I did play it on an original Xbox, and uh, I was treated to a very nice visual presentation and really well-implemented full 5.1 surround sound, which was a great way to play it. It sounded really good. Apart from, we'll talk about it, of course, the Sean Connery voice situation. Yes, that... That bothered me a lot in this playthrough. Yeah, it's it's pretty distracting. I agree with Trey that, like, he's not, I mean, it's not disastrous in terms of what he's doing, but it doesn't work, I do think. I would have preferred that they just got a sound alike. It's quite distracting um, and, and a little creepy. <laughs> just a voice doesn't fit the character anymore. Like example, if you watch Star Wars Bad Batch season one, Freddie Prince Jr. who voices Kenan Jarrus in Rebels, it works. But he also voices himself as like a 12, 10 year old kid. The yes. voice does not work because this is a 30, 40 year old man doing the same exact voice or 50 year old man, whatever the hell he is at this point. Like it just doesn't work. And the same thing with this, where he's playing a 30 year old Sean Connery and it is not a 30 year old Sean Connery recording this at the time. Like it just doesn't work. I mean, I yeah. feel like they would. I mean, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do like a, a game of the original Bond stuff, though, I mean, it would. You have to get Sean Connery. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they needed a better like voice director, or maybe they need to pitch his voice up or something to make or him do sound. a later movie. But it'd be like you know, you have to, it's you gotta have Sean Connery in there if you can. You know, I mean, like, you could have done one of the later movies when he's older. I mean, this is his second movie when he's very, very young in this movie. Yeah, I was gonna say which one. Where does it? Where does it fall in the Bond timeline? I knew I knew it was like one of the first. This is third or just Doctor No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger. Goldfinger's amazing. Yeah. Then yeah. you get to I think Thunderball. I think yeah, it's Thunderball, Thunderball and then, and then Diamonds um, are Forever. I, no, it's uh, uh, there's a you only live twice. Then yeah. Diamonds are Forever. That's when he's done. Then Never Say Never, where he comes oh, back. The unofficial one, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking you only live twice was never say never. And I was like, oh, that one's like later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You only live twice is bad movie. So is, is man, that's been a long time. Thunderball is good though. Thunderball is what yeah. issues in this game also. So. Didn't, isn't there, oh, maybe I'm just like misremembering, but isn't there like Goldfinger level in a different James Bond game? Is that in that Daniel Craig that's in the final Bond. James Bond game, which is 007 Legends, which okay. is a very, I, very bad game. Yes, I remember opinion. playing that Never level. That and I was like, that yeah, no, this is just a, a weird. I mean, this movie is just a, it's also a really good movie. If you have you haven't seen it, like it's very spy thriller. Like the movie opens up with the first level, not the first level of this game, but the first level of this game is from the movie is that whole hedge maze part. 
And oh. in the movie, that's like a five, like a couple minute scene where you see Sean Connery walking around and he gets murdered by some guy. And you find out it's not a, it's not actually James Bond. He's wearing a mask like Mission Impossible. And that's how the movie opens up. And this game has a, a neck nap or something that has no bearing on the movie. But yeah. <laughs> and I was very confused because it, they, and this gang captures her. They're like, oh, they're octopus. I'm like, OK, cool. Who's octopus? And it wasn't till later on that I clicked. Like, oh, this is Spectre. But they don't have the rights to Spectre. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering about that because I mean, yeah. like, I was like, that I don't remember that being any any of the movie. right. I was but like, is this before they game. named Spectre? Like, I was like, so they just no Spectre's named in the first movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I can give a very brief, rough history breakdown of what happened there if you want. Basically, there was a producer who, for various reasons, wound up with the uh, film rights to or the story rights to the Thunderball story. And MGM did not have those rights anymore. This guy went on to fund uh, Never Say Never Again, which is low-key a remake of Thunderball. It has all the same major story points. He also spent a lot of time for the rest of his career trying to remake it again and, and, and failing at that. But he retained the whole time the rights to the Spectre organization. And it's not until 2013 that MGM finally regains the rights to the Spectre organization. They're allowed to make Spectre with Daniel Craig in it. And uh, that's why this game does not have any mention of Spectre. They have to make this new organization called Octopus. Wow. It has to do with the author was sitting around a pool, from what I understand, drinking with three other guys. And this guy and one of the guys had the idea for th- the Thunderball plot. And that's why he owns it. <laughs> Because he went to court after it. Yeah, it's a really goofy thing. It's really, I don't, yeah. I don't and, know all the details, but like, yeah, it's it's a weird situation. But I I didn't realize he owned the Spectre name. I knew he owned the rights to make Never Say Never, which is a Thunderball ripoff. But I didn't realize that he and yeah, he made his whole career trying to just say how he owned this. Like, yeah, <laughs> it didn't work out very well though. But it's just weird, like because I mean, it wasn't until a little bit later that I realized okay, what they're talking about because it was just because of the characters I recognize. Like your main villain, who I think almost all his lines felt like they were from the movie until the last level. The other, the woman that's with him, the agent, all those lines felt like they were just from the movie. Everything you saw with her. I'm assuming these people aren't alive either at this point. Do you think that they pulled like the sound files from the movie? I would have rather had that personally. Well, for the for like the other characters, or do you I think, think those so. are actual voice I actors? I, I, think I don't think there's some sound alikes going on. Yeah, I think they're using voice actors. Okay, like, that's fine too. They they did a really good job. Like, yeah, it sounds very clear. It sounds clearer than if they were using movie clips. I, I know well, that the people. I, I know like the Bond girls. Like if you watch the behind the scenes stuff on the game, which I think is awesome. Like I always like it when games have little behind the scene videos. But they but they talk to like like when I mentioned earlier, Maria Menounos. She's a, the voice of of like the evil Bond girl in the leather. You know, oh, I didn't even. Yeah. Oh, okay, I did not catch that. That's who that was. All right, and, and also, uh, and also the other girl, like the Russian girl, like she was some like Grammy nominated person or whatever that I didn't recognize. But they did. I mean, did they did bring in some like you know quote unquote actors aside from uh, Sean Connery to do to do the. I like that. that. Okay, I'm okay with that because I mean, again, nothing young on the voices are going to be stuff that's going to jump out to you that you're going to recognize. So, but yeah, that okay, that makes sense. They did feel like they were lines in the movie, though. I can say that. From my memory, at least, I think. Yeah, yeah they are recreated. <laughs> re-recorded all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, dumb question because I probably just like checked out. Did Maria Menounos have any lines in this game? A few. I just, I just said she's, she's the Bond, she's the evil Bond girl. Well, uh, right. I mean, did like... you say anything? Not, not, <laughs> yeah. not, not a whole lot, I guess. 
like I don't remember her talking at all. And then like in that level, and like I think it's the second to last level, the last level where she flies the plane at you to kill you. Yeah, she's flying the closed garage door. It's like wow, what what a way to go out. That that had to have been <laughs> from the movie, right? Yeah, I mean, no, someone wouldn't write it. That's so stupid. She's not in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, okay, even in the movie, that whole final level is new. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. The the intro and the end of this movie is completely brand new because the movie ends with them getting on the boat and they run out of fuel and they're like, "Oh, I guess we're gonna be stranded. Let's have sex while we wait for rescue." I mean, isn't that how a lot of the movies ended, though? Yes. With with Golden Eye ends with him in the field, like, "Oh, we're all alone. Let's have sex." Oh, we're not alone. All the Marines pop out. My favorite is Moonraker. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Ends. The Moonraker one is particular. Oh my gosh! Is that are they like coming down from space in that one, and then they have sex? <laughs> yeah, and he says, okay. "Are you ready for re-entry?" <laughs> oh my god! And all of like NASA is watching them on camera. It's, <laughs> it's a very like, weird vibe. Yeah, it's like oh man. Yeah, that's Bond for you. So this is a third-person game, which is different than I mean everything. So this game also came out after Everything or Nothing, and that really kind of is weird to me because everything or nothing is way better than this game to me. I feel like the driving was better in everything or nothing. Like the driving levels in this one, I was constantly crashing. Oh, they were bad. Yeah, I agree. I the driving like, levels are really bad. I think the general shooting in this game feels better than that of everything or nothing. And I think like the aim button that lets you focus in on enemy weak points is actually a fun addition. It also lets you shoot people in the head from behind cover, which is cool. There are things that I like about how this one plays a little more than Everything or Nothing, but I totally agree that Everything or Nothing as a whole is a much stronger game. So I kept, I ran out of ammo all the time. Was I the only one? No, I constantly ran out of ammo. Okay. I ran out of ammo. You have to like, yeah, I had to cycle through the weapons a lot. Yeah. Just because... It's a little tight on ammo, but I also think, like, if you're using that weak point aim thing, like, you should be getting headshots pretty I don't even know how you did that. So I played this, I played a GameCube version of this game with a gaming controller because it was the only one I could get to run. (laughs) There were a lot of issues with this game. (laughs) I had to get uh, funky with a setting to make this run. I think on GameCube, it's B while aiming at an enemy. But, uh, yeah, it, it, like, zooms in and you can, like, easily pull off headshots that way. So it's like you should be getting a lot of headshots. Oh, okay. I did not do any of that. I was just holding down L, lock on the guy, then hold down R and shoot him a bunch yeah. of guys. Yeah. There's yeah, also that, that, like... that was kind of funny too. Like uh, every time I shot somebody, I was like, I, I was thinking about that line from like one of the hot shots movies or wherever, when he's like, I'll kill you till you die from it. Like, that's what I thought of whenever <laughs> I was shooting anybody here. Cause you shoot like, shoot them like a billion times before. Uh-huh. They, I felt like they took way too many bullets before they went down. Yeah, that it, makes but, sense if you're but, supposed to do but, like but also on the on the uh, on the bond vision that you were talking about. That was the only way I could beat that that first boss guy, uh, whatever his name was, Red something. You said his name earlier. Oh, oh. yeah. You got to stun him using that. Yeah. yeah. The first time you fight him when it's just him before he comes back in the octopus machine at the end. No uh, wonder that fight was so hard for me because I didn't do that. I just kept shooting him and shooting him and shooting him and safe dating and running and hiding. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, because I same because I'm like, well, this this is way too hard. But yeah, once you start doing the Bond vision and you shoot him in all these specific places, he'll go down in like a couple seconds. Like it's, oh. it's a major difference. So yeah, that would have yeah. made this game a lot more playable had I known that, <laughs> realized that because the game tells me I just didn't pay attention. Yeah, you can you kind of have to because I'm like, all right, well, I'm obviously doing something wrong, and then I start yeah. doing, it, and it got so much easier. 
Like, God, that makes sense why this game is so hard, then. The, the big guys with the machine guns, they have, like, weak points on their shoulder straps. Then if you shoot them, they drop their body armor, and then you can shoot them in the chest. It does a lot more damage. Oh, like see, I was just equipping the shotgun with the special ammo and just going to stand right next to them and going, like, one of us <laughs> is going to die from this, and I hope it's you. <laughs> Getting get destroyed. I noticed, cool. I noticed that your life, like, completely just, like, goes away so quickly after, oh, you, yeah. after you lose your armor too yeah it does you you can't take a lot of hits from this game which which i don't mind that like i mean it makes i don't, I don't mind it, it makes theory. sense because like you know that's like real life like you can't just go find a med kit on the ground and heal your like you know heal your life i guess you can in real life actually i don't know what i'm talking about i like the armor system <laughs> in this game. except in real life you take a couple shots you're probably not gonna be okay period right yeah well it's we a were really bad aim uh, we were also talking about the upgrade system and how, like, you can upgrade armor, and far and away, that is the most useful upgrade in the game because it oh, just yeah. gets way, way, way more health to work with. Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, I did it about halfway through the game. Like, once once I saw you could upgrade things, I was like, all right, what can you upgrade? And it's like, oh, yeah, Q armor. And you basically, like, make the make the armor meter bigger. And I think you can upgrade it, like, four or four or five times. You can do it, yeah, four times. I, I should have did that. Normally in games, I do that, but I because I was like, well, I got safe states. I don't need that. I was wrong. I didn't need that. <laughs> but now I know why the game was so hard. Even, well, I was about to say, I played on uh, the easiest difficulty because I, I beat it like yesterday. I procrastinated playing this. And it was still like difficult. Like I was dying a few times in missions. So I don't know. I was dying too. I mean, I was, I mean, I was <laughs> safe saying I was still having a really hard time with certain parts, but it's, now it makes sense because I was playing this game completely wrong because i wasn't doing the special aiming at any point because i completely forgot about it from the one time the game tells me i never did it again well i mean to be fair it's not as if the game magically becomes you know way 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 better once you are doing that right (laughs) no but it would have been easier to play and i would have saved more ammo and not i ran out of ammo a lot in this game yeah i mean to the point when i got to the last level in this game i put on cheats because i was just done so I had infinite oh, ammo, I, infinite I, health. I was like, fuck this. We're just going to finish this game. I saved like all of my special ammo for that uh, octopus fight. I couldn't. And that like that like took its health down very quickly. I, I had to use special ammo because I kept running out of regular ammo all the time. Yeah. And I was using every weapon, my pistol, my, my machine guns. I was picking up everything I saw. And I still was running out of ammo. And it wasn't like I was just missing. I was I was hitting them. but And that was kind of like, I was like, this is just weird that this game is that bullet spongy. Um, makes sense. I do miss from everything or nothing the melee system. In this, you just run up and like if you hit the shoot button, uh, he'll throw a punch, and then you can do like a quick time event and hit a corresponding button and take him down instantly. Whereas I just like putting away my guns and everything or nothing and punching people randomly. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, especially those dudes. Like I would try to do it with those uh, ballistic shield guys in like the oh, train level, I and I just go up so much. Yeah. And like Bond would just like punch them and then they'd push me back. And I'm like, no, I, I would just like to shoot you actually. Like, they were ridiculous. Throwing grenades at all of them at the, at the shield people. Cause I don't really use the grenades that much cause they're kind of cumbersome to get to. But yeah. I, would, I would just grenade all the shield, all the shield people. Yeah. Get out of here. Or, or eventually you get those, uh, the, the like shield piercing bullets, which are really nice. Oh God, that gun was something oh. else when you get it. I, I didn't even I didn't even think about using that because it said you could shoot it through walls. And I was like, OK, shoot it through shields. Fuck those shields. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about the shields. Yeah, it takes out shield guys instantly. It's great. Yeah, I will also add that the shield guys peek out from behind their shields. And if you want vision them. That's- yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want, you, they want you to do that. But it, yeah. it was, uh, you know, I, 
I played it on GameCube and it is it is kind of super awkward to do the bond vision because yeah, you got to like, you know, you already hold the one button to aim and then you got to hold B. Well, I guess you just tap B and it kind of like toggles it and then you move it around. And it's just I don't know. The whole thing kind of felt weird, but you get, I, you get extra medals and stuff for, for for doing it. So if you're trying to get like those extra bonus levels, which are not great, you can. Oh, they're terrible. Get them that way <laughs> through the, you first, get the little Russian star for for shooting in the special spots or whatever. The first time I played this game, it was on GameCube, and I like have a distinct memory like playing the Xbox version. I was like, this feels better. Like it feels like the controls were more tailored to that controller. See, I should have did. The, I didn't even try the Xbox version, and I I have access to that. I just I tried PS2. It gave me a bunch of trouble where it like ran at like fifty percent speed, and the game was playable at half speed, by the way. But I'm like, I can't do this because <laughs> it won't be good for for what I'm doing. Plus, it'll take me longer. Or even though the GameCube version, when you press start, no screen would pop up. It would just be like some. It was missing all the images of the screen. This was this, this game was just a full on just mess to try to get it to run. See, I had the yeah. most trouble going into that inventory screen uh, with the up and down on the D pad, where I'd push down and it that would come up for a brief second, and then it would just close, and I'd like start dying to tear gas, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I found okay. it by accident. I couldn't figure that one out either, and I needed to because you—that's the reason why I had to figure out how to fix the start issue. Because I thought I had to go to start to put on a costume at one point. Cause the game makes you put on a costume, but you literally have to hit on the D-pad. Yeah, that was really weird. Like why they had to separate the your, your like uh, your inventory and the pause menu. Like why can't those be the same thing? It's like uh, I found that and really, also really the, weird. The D-pad on a GameCube really, really sucks. By the way, oh, yeah. it's not—it's not great. Yeah, I, I never used it because I don't use D-pads. I'm like when I. I guess when I played GameCube games ever, because I'm like, why would I? I'm like, this is miserable. Like, how could you play anything with this? Yeah, it's best hands. just have it where you, uh, yeah, only for stuff like this where you just tap it. Like, whenever, as far as, like, fighting games go, like, no fucking way. I ended up ordering <laughs> one of those uh, Hori game pads that basically look like Super Nintendo controllers for my okay. GameCube. I always use that for the for the fighting game stuff, because, yeah, that, that control pad is stupid. I feel like, yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, it was just, maybe this game would have been more fun had I played it on, like, a 360 control, you know, an Xbox controller or... A PS2 controller. Yeah, I was about to ask. On different I was about to ask Reese: Is the inventory menu on the D-pad for the Xbox version, or is it like the equivalent of the select button? Gosh, now I'm trying to think about. Oh, you know, it is on the D-pad for the Xbox version. So. It is okay. Yeah, like honestly, it just doesn't make sense that they didn't have a button to switch between regular and special ammo. Like, I just don't understand not having that because it's yeah. very strange. Yeah, um, I, I think there's some buttons that don't do anything. Or at least I I felt like yes, why the Y button doesn't do anything if you're not like aside from like the quick time events or whatever. Right. Yeah. So on Xbox, they're not using the white or black buttons for like anything, which is fine because those buttons suck. But still, <laughs> <laughs> did you all do the weird uh, attache case mini games? Oh yeah. Yes. No. Oh yeah, I yeah. did I, all of them. Well, all the ones that I found, and I and I would I, see I would get attache and like oh do this and then do the never did it. Oh, it's it's well, it, I, once I because when you get towards the end, they get really, really hard. And then I realized that I'd been doing it wrong the whole time. Like it took me forever to figure out that you can you can press any button that it's showing. It just has to be one that's on this on the screen on the bottom. You, you know what I mean? Because later you have to do that. You have to like break your brain apart and be able to think about five things at once. And it was some of them got really tough. But I, I yeah, I still I still played through. them. So I could get because you got all the 
all extra points so you could upgrade your ammo and your uh, guns and, and whatnot from doing that. Yeah, it gives you a lot of extra points for that stuff. But also, like, you can, like, mash the same button multiple times if it's displayed multiple times. Yeah. It's a weird minigame. Yeah, but but you have to, like, read them all at once, like, as quick yeah. as you can, which is, like, that's just kind of, like, breaks my brain. It's like, uh, wait, is there an X? Is there a, is there R or L or whatever, you know? Yeah, but it's kind of cool. I mean, it's a fun little, if you can get into it, I thought it was worth playing. It works. It's poorly explained, though. Yeah, you just kind of sit there like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing for a few yeah. <laughs> seconds there. Yeah, I thought yeah, you I was going to wait that. for the button to come up on the screen and then press it. But then later, you don't have enough time to do that. So I realized that you have yeah. to. You have to press all the buttons, like at the, when you see them on the screen, and basically read the whole thing. It becomes more complicated, but kind of more fun at the same time. Yeah, I don't remember oh, the tutorial this. for it, but I looked up a video on like the first one I found because I was like, "What am I supposed to be doing?" Because I ran out of time. I wish I would have seen this now. Because I completely, I mean, I I didn't even, I'm even, I'm trying to look online to find out even more about it. I can't find anything online either. It's it's, yeah. it's sort of like a, it, I mean, it's like you're defusing a bomb or something, kind of. Like like that sort of thing, you're hacking into, you know, that's that's kind of the idea that I got from it. It's a shame that okay. you can't you can't do that for the actual bomb defusing stuff in the game. You just hold the button and that defuses the bomb. I thought there'd be some sort of mini game involved with that as well, but nope. Also, oddly, you can activate it at any time in the middle of a level, uh, which is odd because at one point, like I did one successfully and then I died and the checkpoint reloaded and yeah. it was like, oh well, I guess I I have to do that mini game again. So oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of strange. Yeah, that that pissed me off because I was there was an attached case that I had in that like uh in that fucking boat level, like the one of the worst levels of the whole game. And I kept yeah, oh I, God, I kept yes. dying and doing the attached case again. And I'm like, all right, I need to do this. And then I waited until I got like to the very, very end of the level. And then I did the fucking attach a thing. And then I yeah, then I beat it. But it, yeah, it's so stupid that it doesn't like autosave after you do. You still have to if you die, you have to come back and do it again. It's like, oh, but that last one was so hard. Like. That's also just this era of games. PS2, GameCube, Xbox era is not nowhere near as friendly a checkpoint as what we get with 360 era. Sure. Yeah. Which is where I really get in. I got into video games personally, huge, huge amount, hugely. I was going to say when I got because of the 360 era was much friendlier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's checkpoints everywhere. Games are more difficulty setting. You can make things easier like this. That wasn't a thing as much in this era. Well, he was checkpoint part of it. This, I mean, this was nicer than than. I mean, I've played some pretty some games with. Pretty yeah, it's it's not too <laughs> bad, but yeah, for sure, it could be worse. Yeah, yeah. it's not the best, but it could be a lot worse. It's like you ever played Jack Two? No, I have never actually. I'm playing it right now. So Love that game. <laughs> I know some people like it. I just I can't. There's like no aiming and and the checkpoints are very very few and yeah. It's, I love it's, Jack One. So it was, it's got some really hard difficulty spikes for sure. It's I like, know I should like, but you can't aim at people. Okay. One day I'm gonna play all the Sly Cooper games, Ratchet and Clank, and Jack Dexter games on the show. I've done Sly, yes. Sly Cooper one and two, and I've done Ratchet and Clank one and two, but that's it. I've never touched Jack and Dexter yet. But I'm speaking don't my even language. Jack Someday. Three, Jack Three is one of my favorite games ever made. Okay. okay. I know who to I know who to contact when I mm-hmm. decide to finally make myself play those play those damn games. So. I mean, that's kind of how it happens with the show. I mean, there'll be games that I just think about and I keep thinking about over the years. And I'm finally like, okay, fuck it, let's just do this. And that's how this game ended up. I couldn't stop thinking about it over the years. And I, I needed a reason to actually play it or I'm never going to play it. I mean, that's what that's <laughs> what I appreciated up. about the show. It's like I said, I had never played it before. And I actually, I think I was kind of on the other side about uh, everything or nothing. I kind of didn't enjoy that game very much. So From Russia With Love kind of had it. Was was kind of a, was kind of sour when I thought of it because it reminded me too much of everything or nothing. I mean, I could be wrong. I could have not liked everything or nothing. I don't remember. 
Yeah, I, I remember playing it and getting stuck on a really stupid level that involved a helicopter or something. We were flying around and I and I kept dying over and over and over again. And I just was, I don't know. I, it's been a while since I played it, but I never beat it and I didn't really like it very much. And I remember there's some really creepy, creepy Bond parts. Like I remember there's a part where Pierce Brosnan like walks in through a window and massages some naked lady. That's there there sure is that stuff. And yeah. it's like Bond. And I'm like, ugh. That's, that's Bond, though, especially in the 90s. Well, this was in the early 2000s. I know. Yeah. Back when it was like, hey, look, he just like assaulted this lady over here. But mm-hmm. Bond, cool. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> made me feel gross. I remember us being fairly positive on the Everything or Nothing episode, but um, I will say that Everything or Nothing has some very strange, frustrating difficulty spike moments kind of scattered throughout it. And uh, the, the, this is one of my big positives I'm from Russia with Love for me personally. Uh, granted, I use the Bond Vision and stuff, but like, I don't find this game frustrating at any point, really. I think so, had I used the Bond Vision, I would have had a much better experience with this game. If I beat this game, I feel like in just like two or three days, like I beat this game very quickly. Yeah, it's short, yeah, which which I like because uh, I could, you know, I could knock it out last weekend before. Yeah, I actually, I did. I did. I pull you away from Tears of the Kingdom then. Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, I don't. You know, <laughs> I was, you know, I was kind of. I was fine with taking a break from Tears of the Kingdom for a moment. So and I'm glad I did it last weekend instead of this weekend because Street Fighter Six came out and oh yeah, and I you know I, I would have just played that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. I mean, this game is mostly, which I think also another thing I want to talk about how this is like you know everything or nothing. This are both third person shooters. Where before this and after this for a while, most Bond games are all first person. You know, like this is kind of something different. They kind of, you know, they were trying that different level. I like third person games a lot in general. That's, I think, one of my favorite style of games is third person shooters. I realized over the years, <laughs> I love third person shooters. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's still fun to play. It's kind of funny. You go back to like the, uh, gosh, one of the earliest ones, like the, um, the Brosnan games from the late 90s were also third person, I believe. Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes. Oh, Oh, I've never played Tomorrow Never Dies. I think the world is not enough on PlayStation. Yes. That's first person. person. Oh, that's first person? Wait, wait, okay, the the 64 version is for sure. Yeah, I was at a, we had both, and I remember the PlayStation one being, I I preferred the 64 version because it was first person. Yeah, that game's actually pretty good. I don't know if you ever did an episode on that, but I would totally talk about that game. Like, I think yeah. it's no, the PS one versions is first, it first person also from the. I'm looking at a video of it right now. Yes, yeah, I think it's all first. I mean, I mean, I only played the 64 version, but I, I, I always feel like that game doesn't get enough praise. Like, because everybody's like, blah blah blah, golden eye. I was like, well, but that game was good. It really, really good. Also, you know, did it blow your little kid mind too when you saw Bond actually reload a gun on screen? Instead of oh. just putting it down by his side, like oh, yeah, on the on that one, <laughs> on the everything or nothing. I honestly don't remember. And I oh no, no, in uh, the world is not enough. Oh yeah, I, I was going from Yeah. Oh sure, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember it exactly. I was actually not that much of a kid. I think I was nineteen when I played it. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like from Russia with Love, one thing that I think was in. I mean, again, I find this interesting. Anytime you take a movie and you try to like make it make it a game. They took scenes of this movie and they found a way to fit it into a video game level. Like the gyps, there's really, I mean, all that shit doesn't happen, obviously, in the movie. But like they found ways to kind of fit things in. Like the sniping mission, we got to protect Kareem. And I laugh because the final end of that mission is just like in the final part of the movie where the enemy is it pops open with the, the, with the woman's faces on the sign. Mm-hmm. You got to snipe them. I was that looking was at that though. sign after protecting Kareem, not expecting it to open. Like I was just trying to read what it said. <laughs> <laughs> and then the thing opened, and I was like, oh, shit. 
I mean, I knew it was going to because that's what the movie does. But like this game tries to break up the gameplay. You have your regular third person run around levels. You have levels in a boat. Unfortunately, you have levels in a car. You have sniping protection levels where you got to protect Kareem too much. But at least it tries to, you know, change up the formula. You're not just doing the same thing over and over again. I, I don't know if any of you did it, but for the sniping mode, like I was having so much trouble, like doing just manually aiming, manual aiming because I was used to just doing the auto targeting that I just would use regular guns instead of the sniper and just oh, that's funny. shoot them. Yeah. I did too a couple <laughs> times. It was so much I... easier than trying to use the sniper rifle. I'd be like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right. All right. Where are you? Auto target. Ding. You know, just, just shoot them with my PP7. I didn't even think about trying to do that. That's funny. I, I would have probably tried that if I was aware it was an option. I oh, did for at least a couple people. Because I ran out of the... Because they want you to go back and refill your sniper ammo, but I ran ran out of the ammo pretty quickly, like the first time you did that. And I was like, it's like I should just shoot them regularly. And yeah, it's way easier to just auto-target and just shoot them, as long as you're not using the shotgun or whatever. Oh, that, sh- that shotgun is one of the worst shotguns in any game, I swear. Yeah, you it gotta be like right next to him to get it to do anything. Like, I cannot actually believe the game released with the shotgun the way it is. It's so useless. It's insane. I used it in the last level just because I ran out of ammo and I kind of went on a shotgun rampage, but it was like, <laughs> but it was like, you know, it's, and I love shotguns. Those are like my favorite gun in any, and I'm a huge first, first person shooter fan, like the, the old school, like doom, doom type things and all that. And I always love, you know, always love shotguns. And I was like, Oh cool. There's a shotgun in there, but it's like, yeah, it was not, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was definitely not like a, you had to get like right up there and then you lose a lot of damage. And, and I didn't like, like it. It still felt like he would miss sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it also shows the health of enemies in this game, too, where when you put the highlight on them with L, it'll either be green, yellow, or red, so you can kind of tell, like, what their health is at. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'd shoot a guy with a shotgun, like you were saying, Reese, it would still be green. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it wouldn't go down. Yeah, I was hoping it would work like the Magnum, like the like the Cougar Magnum, like you can take people down, like, pretty much in one hit. And I was like, you should be able to do that with a shotgun up close, but I still had to shoot him, like, two or three times. Like, Especially near the end, yeah. They have a lot of health. I will tell you, though. Those those guards with the shotguns are pretty good at using them. Yeah, you died, died a couple times to them. Even with save states, I died a few times in this game. I mean, I also didn't cover. I couldn't get it to cover very well because I know like you were supposed to be able to cover around around stuff, but it's like when I hit the button, he didn't do anything. Well, it's it's the Y button, but I but found there, it only worked. Yeah. yeah, I found it only worked if he was standing up. If you were crouched, he would not stick. Oh to yeah. Oh, maybe that's why I was usually and trying was to crouch. Like, yeah, you can only cover, you know, I think you're right. Yeah, you can only do it when you're like on a wall like now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I was like, in everything or nothing, I could crouch and cover. So I was like, why did we take this out? Like the stealth wasn't very good. Like you're supposed to be able to crouch and then sneak behind people. And I would do it and they would go, hey, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll just shoot oh, you anyway. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. the stealth is non-existent. Yeah. Did you guys ever shoot the radio on the radio guards? Oh, yes. those, guys, those guys are hilarious. Like time. what? Like they're supposed to be like calling somebody, but they're just like alarm. <laughs> like whenever they, it's like what shouldn't they like say some I don't know some radio gibberish or whatever into their uh, thing instead of just being like alarm. You know, alarm. did it better. It's like what? <laughs> did they just, say that in the movie? Is that from help? The I don't know. Help! <laughs> I did enjoy shooting the grenades, the guys' grenades, and they would drop them and it would kill whoever's standing next to them, which is kind of fun. Like oh, that's a nice good. little option. I don't think I ever did that. That's probably the Bond vision, right? It's the Bond vision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why I never... Okay, that makes sense why. I, I regret that I did not mess with it. I feel like it... I really... I know I said it before already, but I feel like that would have made this game so much better for me. I mean, the car parts were fine in this game, too. I like the fact that you have... Which I'm pretty sure it's from the movie, too, where part of the car, like, from the wheels, something will come out, and you can hit the car, and then, for some reason, the car flips and flies away when you pop their tires, but, hey, whatever. 
you know, I'll take it. Yeah, I don't like that they reuse the same level three times for the car stuff. Yeah. No, that was annoying. It Once was fine, but... Oh, yeah, where, where they kind of, like, padded it a little bit, where it's like, oh, yeah, this time, kill 30 cars and then drive yes. back or, or whatever. I was yeah. trying to figure out why that was an objective. They're like, we have to go to the train station, but also destroy 30 cars before we tell you where the train station is. We yeah, gotta make sure we're not being... It was That was super padding there. Buddy. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, like, really annoying. And then we're going to put tanks that block you if you don't kill. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, no point. Well, yeah, it was weird. Just adding an extra 20 minutes or whatever. I, I, I thought the car I thought the car levels were kind of fun. Like, I I, I enjoyed them. Like, I they're, mean, they're, car, yeah, car they are. have been bad. And, I mean, for how if it's not, like, a straight-up GTA or whatever that just focuses on driving stuff, it's always kind of a little janky. But I thought it was fun. Like, I, I kind of just, like, you know, I would just tap the gas pedal and then just, like, just stay behind the other car and just keep shooting them until they blew up and then you know, drive and find the next one and pretty much do the same thing. I didn't mind it. Like you had the turrets, you had the, the wheelie poppy thing where you can make them fly. Like you had decent ways to take out things with the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, I, they're personally fine. Like I just, I, I think, you know, you can just really feel that constraint on the budget compared to like everything or nothing where five or six different large city areas that you drive through. So yeah, it just sample. presentationally is what bothered me. Maybe they had to spend all the money on, on uh, Sean Connery and that's why it was uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Possible. probably he did cost more to get than Brosnan. I was going to say, does anybody know how much he made off this game? <laughs> no, but I did read a quote on Wikipedia where the game's director was saying that he wishes they had a little more time because they didn't have like the budget necessary to bring the game to like what they envisioned it being. So probably a no, lot you of can see that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that happens, unfortunately, with, with games in general, though. I mean, no, I, I really wish this game would have gotten more time to, to be in the oven and, and be a little bit better. Also, like the first level we haven't talked about, but you get a jetpack a few times in this game. And one of like the one of the standout levels is you flying the jetpack around Big Ben, just shooting random terrorists for some reason. Or the octopus guys. But yeah, see, that feels like that was like proof of concept level that they did. <laughs> You know, and they said, we're really going to, like, flesh this level out because that is, like, a really good opening level. <laughs> and, point. and then the rest is like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> I like the jetpack, though. It, it controls well. Like, yeah, they, I think they use it sparingly enough. It's not fun when you're when you're playing the game at 50 percent speed. Though, I can tell you that <laughs> it is not fun to use then. It's really oh, weird. then it's then it's just called a pack, right? <laughs> it was not. I was like, well, this is really stupid. I'm like, it's not the game's fault, but this is really dumb. No, no jet power. I also got to say, like, this was all right. I, I had fun. With it. I know it's from the movie, but the scene when he finds the girl Tatiana waiting for him in his bed with his sheet on, it's a much more creepier scene now in 2023 <laughs> than it was when I first see this movie. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. sexy. I'm like, no, she's being manipulated. I mean, yeah, she's a spy and she's doing what spies do, which is called the honey trap. But like, it was just I'm like, this is just doesn't work for me anymore. <laughs> this is too. Oh, it's made only more creepy with the 75-year-old man's voice accompanying it. But, yeah, that yeah. didn't help either. That did not help. Because he does not sound like the young Bond. So, for some reason, you know, it's weird. It's like his voice aged when he aged, huh? Yeah, that did bother me a lot. 70, yeah, just the Bond. Just too old Sean Connery playing a too young Sean Connery. I just want to know why they chose this movie. Yeah, I, just, I, I do too. And I didn't really do any research on that. I, but I am curious about it as well. He, because again, to me, just this—I mean, this is a good movie. But this is—if you were like someone was to pull out, like look at all the Bond movies, you can choose one. Like this is not the one I would have chosen. 
the big thing for me with this game, like the the reason that I'm fond of this game is that there, other than like No One Lives Forever, there are so few video games doing the 60s spy aesthetic at all. And that makes it unique. Like the vibes are unique. I think the set design in this game is generally pretty fun. They have all the old computers around. They have all oh, the, yeah. you know, all the old style desks and, um, you know, drawers and cabinets that you search through and stuff like it's committed to that design aesthetic. And I think that's cool. Like, it's just a fun time to set a, a game. And yeah, no, you're right. I, as much as much as the old Connery voice is distracting, <laughs> I will also add, like, it is at least a conversation point. It is something that makes this game bizarrely unique. And it is a conversation starter to be like, hey, remember that time that they got Sean Connery to come out of retirement to record his 20 year old voice at the age of 75 for a video game? So, I mean, you know, this is after this game he, has going for it. He was right? knighted by that time, too, right? So, it's like, they had wild. to approach Sir Sean Connery. They must have paid him a buttload to get him I to do this. I just found an article that said he was paid a million dollars for the for that Shit. for that game. For probably a, a day of work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. It, and, and he made which, like he made like two hundred and sixty thousand off of the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'd come out of retirement too. <laughs> so like a million dollars to just get a huge uh, pay hike from the coming right. from the movie to the game. So there you go. That seemed like they could have spent that money elsewhere though in this game. Yeah, they, they had. I mean, you know, you have to try since he's still alive. Yeah. yeah no, I get it. I just wonder, like, if it was, I, I, like, you just wonder if they did talk about using a sound alike, and if there was like some pushback, well, with like, well, we had Brosnan in the last one, you know, so yeah. like maybe we need to go and, re- you know, see if Connery can actually do it. I'm sure they considered it, but yeah, yeah I'm also sure is- EA is like, we need to do whatever we can do to market it better, and having Sean Connery is a much bigger marketing than having lookalike. Exactly. Yeah, get your grandpa to play from Russia with Love. <laughs> <laughs> on the PS2. <laughs> we, would, we wouldn't have had all those great behind-the-scenes videos if it wasn't in there. That's true. I didn't watch any of those. I'm with you, Trey. I, I love it when games do behind-the-scenes, like the yeah, great. old God of Good Wars. Luck. It's like, yeah, just keep doing that. Do you remember, I'm sure you remember, like, when, when like, the Mortal, it was, like, Mortal Kombat 5, like, through 7, they had those, like, crypts that you'd go through, and you could unlock all the all the videos, like, the making ofs, and, and they had, like, little documentaries hidden there. Like, I always love that shit. Like, I watched uh, that first that first Mortal Kombat that was on GameCube, the fifth one, I forget. If Deadly it was, Alliance? Yeah, it was, like, mm-hmm. Deadly Alliance or Deception, or whichever one it was. It had, like, this whole, like, making of, and it would go, like, all the way back to the original Mortal Kombat and all that. And I, I love that stuff. And they oh, do it, what was it, like, there was, like, the the... There was like the Blizzard collection that had like the or that had a whatever whatever it's called in there. Oh, with like all the like old arcade, arcade games. It has that has like a bunch of videos on it. I just I always like when collections have videos in there, so it it's cool that this has it as well. And and I unlocked all of them and watched all. I watched all the all the like um, the artwork too, the original artwork that you could. There's little videos that'll that you can unlock that'll do that as well. That's cool. Sure. I, the concept I, art about all the levels and whatnot. I should have checked that out. I was just. When I beat this game, I was just so done with this game at that point. But that's cool. They have all that. I would kind of, I would just unlock something like every level because you get a certain amount of points. You know, like whenever you beat someone, I was like, all right, well, let's unlock another thing. You know, it's just an extra little reward, reward on there. Is that but, what the stars are for? The, the stars are for getting medals so you can unlock those. Uh, oh, okay. But I'm sure they have to do with your score. Arenas of kill everybody? Yeah, those were fucking boring. Yeah. On, on what yeah, reason saying though, I, I did really like the '60s aesthetic of it as well, and I and I had a great time at the end there with that uh, with that old you know '60s looking Bond villain headquarters. Like I, 
I thought that was fun. <laughs> and it has like the rail cars and all that. Like it very much is the time. And yeah, that was, uh, I, th- I thought it was a good time. And you got, and you have the, the, sh- the shuttle in there and it's like all the, you know, kind of has all the things you expect from, from that sort of time. It really does fit that vibe. I mean, Reese is hundred percent on, on with that. And like the whole idea, even what you're doing, like the point of this movie, you're stealing the, the lecture, which is a encryption device with the Russians. So, I mean, something again, that really fits the 65 because it's the cold war. And because this movie was made in the 60s. So. But I, I did like, like that. I like the music, too. Like where they made it, you know, very much like like the old movie music and all that. I thought it was very fitting. Yeah. During one of those took... final levels, <laughs> they start playing an absolutely banging version of the Bond theme. And I like it's gosh, I'm trying to remember when it is. It's like the second to last level when you're fighting those robots, when they start rolling out the big tank robots yeah. <laughs> and they're playing like a really good version of the bond theme that is like very well composed. I love that stuff. Great. I just remember it. I remember it coming on when I was looking through one of the file cabinets and it just was like super epic. I'm just like, <laughs> it's like, nah, nah, nah. and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Find those <laughs> no, there's some really cool stuff in this game. I will say that. Did everybody find like the secret outfits and all that stuff from, from looking in the files? Like there's a, there's a yeah. few that you could unlock. Like I always think it's hilarious that like his his like um his like his secretive suit like is still like a polo. It's like a it's like a black suit, but it's <laughs> a little collar on it. Is that supposed to be him like still being stylish or whatever, even though he's sneaking in somewhere? I don't know. So I think it's the same Most thing for the, for the snow. This I think the snow one has a little collar on it too. Snow suit. I I didn't. I found them, and then like once I had the tuxedo one, I changed him into the tuxedo as the level. Okay. <laughs> like after that, I was like, hell yeah, this is my James Bond. <laughs> I didn't mess with it at all. I just like switched it around whenever I had a new one. I was like, all right, well, we'll wear this for this level or we'll do this for this or, you know, whatever. I didn't change anything, but that's just a me thing where I just kind of leave stuff alone. I always like uh, bonus costumes. I like to wear whatever they're not supposed to be wearing at the time. (laughs) That makes sense. I forgot there's a couple levels that weren't in this movie or weren't in the movie. I, I want to say the, the I'm pretty sure the escape is like when you except they don't fight that many ships. So obviously, like when you're running away with Tatiana, like uh, the thing with the barrels, I think that's from the movie where he puts the uh, barrels out and then he shoots them. Yeah, I don't remember a scene where Bond killed about 20,000 people. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> and where Tatiana just drove in a circle. And I'm like, we could just we could go like we can go that way. After you kill everybody. <laughs> She's like, hold on, let me hide behind this cave thing. <laughs> it made me laugh because like she did it like a for me it was like three laps and after i took out the last guy she's like we're gonna use this ramp and i'm like it's been there the whole time we could have used the ramp at any point in this situation it drives through so many random caves for no reason uh-huh. <laughs> it's to hide from the, the boats i actually like that last boat level that's just, yeah, yeah, it's it was fun. just like stupid let's just blow up a whole bunch of shit yeah. and we haven't yeah. really i guess we haven't really talked about the other boat level it was much <laughs> and for, I don't know terrible why, one. I don't know why these were different. Like the other boat level had no armor and this one had armor and it actually refilled you at the checkpoints. But the other yeah. one, and I think that's why it was such a, that one in Istanbul in the sewers. I mean, that's kind of from the movie because they do go down there, but they don't fight anybody, obviously. And like, you're right though. You die so easily. Like even with safe state, I couldn't save myself from dying. Even when I knew where the guy was, I would still die a few times. Like it took me a couple times to get it right where I could line up my gun before he spawned shoot the hell out of him, kill him immediately, and then get it to work. Like, it was not, it was very difficult and annoying. For me, for me, that level was just too dark. And, like, that's when I found out that the games from our childhood 
sucked because there's no brightness <laughs> option. And I was like, what the hell? That's why you have to turn off all the lights around you and sit they, in complete darkness. Right. That's what I did. They at least had subtitles, though, which I was like, hell yeah, let's go. But yeah, that I did not enjoy that first boat level because it was just it was too hard to see anything. I had to bump up my computer, uh, my GameCube's brightness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I had a hard time with that level. And now that, that's why it's surprising when the last bolt level is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, because I was afraid. Well, when I was, you know, on the message, like you were saying, like, uh, that was a mad boat level. And I thought you meant it was like really fun. So like when I started playing, I was like, all right, I got to at least get to the boat level. Because that's where Mike's at. <laughs> and then I got there and I was like, this level sucks. And then I reread it later and I was like, oh, you didn't like the boat level. Okay. <laughs> I like but the last bowl level. I, I made it through. It took me like three or four times, but I almost, yeah, I almost like kind of uh, had rage quit there over the boat level because oh, the it. first one, because it was just, yeah, I just kept getting killed and you have to shoot these locks and it's just, it's just, yeah. it's just a boring this, level. This era is hard like too. The, yeah. I didn't like the way it was designed or whatever. I don't know. Like one, a game that I, that I could not beat as a kid, Robotech Battle Cry. Love that game, but that game is extremely challenging for no reason, which kind of made me think of like just this era in general, 2002. Is when that game comes out. But also, minor complaint, era. but don't put aiming on the left stick if the rest of the game is going to use aiming on the right stick. Please. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Yeah. How would you do that? Okay. I guess I, I didn't really notice it. Probably, I, I don't know, because a lot of stuff did that at the time. But no, it would have been much better to have it, what you said. And then there's double seven moments you get to if you do, like, I guess whatever the game wants. Certain things the game wants you to, like, oh, you found a secret room, didn't it? And you get a little double seven yeah. metal. Yeah. A Not lot like, of them were like, enter this room. Yeah. They weren't <laughs> yeah. as cool. Was like, like oh, everything okay. or nothing. Yeah. 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 It, it, it took me, I was almost through the game before I realized that it tells you in the menu where the bond stuff is. I thought it was just kind of like, oh, find it. But it says on the bottom, like, find this thing. And that's the bond, the secret bond thing. I'm pretty sure everything or nothing had you like jump over a wall or something with a car or jump or crash through things or shoot a guy through something. Cool stuff. Not like this. Yeah. Yeah. But I also don't think everything and nothing had them in the pause menu like From Russia With Love does, which is nice, you know? I got really stuck in one of the last in the last level of this game where I couldn't figure out how to get to the bottom part of that rocket to like, activate the bomb yes. or something. I had to watch a YouTube video and see what the guy did to figure it out because I just somehow I just kept missing the entry the way you're supposed to take and I just was getting very irritated. I got lost a couple times okay. in some levels, like the <laughs> The first first level where you get the sniper rifle could not find the frickin' repel point to save my life. I was like, where is this thing? <laughs> and then, yeah, the rocket level. I was like, how do I get there? Okay, like, good. Wasn't just... And I'm like, you Bond, you have a repel. Just hook it onto this railing, jump down. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, the objective's right there, man. Only where the game tells them to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were, there were some... T- I remember a moment, I think it was like the second to last level, where it's like, I mean, you know, you repel all over the place, and then I just walk up to this little tiny fence that's about as high as my knees, and it's like, nope, can't go over that. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? You jump over all this other stuff, and it's like, oh no, because I have to blow up the, the thing behind it. That's why it's. But still, it's like it's just a little tiny. It's you know, you could you could just walk over. It. You have to jump. I got lost in the factory too. I I missed one of the bombs, so I had to go through the entire level to find the bomb that I missed. I was supposed to get like way earlier. Then I went completely to the wrong area. Then I had to walk all the way back. It took me like 20, 30, it took me 30 minutes to finish that level. I was just lost. Oh yeah. There was that one, what was that one level where you have to do like five or six bombs and people yeah, are the, like, like, through the ceiling. Like I, I got super TV. lost in that one. Yeah. That's a, that's a weirdly organized level. It's, it's big and there are several bomb points. And if you miss one, you just got to go back. Yeah. 
There was, yeah, I mean, again, also, like, you'd see a mini-map in the bottom, but you couldn't pull it up on your start screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's crazy, too. It's like, why can't why why can't we look at a map? Like, yeah, right? like, I mean, there's a map here. Like, you made a map. Yeah. You're showing me a mini-map. Why can't I just... Can't, why can't we just look at it? I think, like... My like, it, obviously, you have it. Like, it isn't... I think my favorite level in the game is the one with the tank, where you're working your way around a square. And it's, like, a fairly straightforward level, but it kind of almost feels like a prototypical, like, Uncharted-esque set piece oh where yeah where you have to like circle around i think you get on a yeah. turret and then yeah, you shoot the you, tank you, yeah you shoot the tank on a turret at the end i like that level that's a yeah, nice that one fun. level and it's like there's good action uh the tank oh, is yeah. shooting at you it's fun <laughs> that's very much like game design where you put your good levels in the beginning because most people won't get through like 50 percent of your game type of thing <laughs> yeah it is early on, for sure. Sure, yeah. Which, again, is a real thing. I mean, I've talked to a few game developers, and I'm like, yep, that, that's what you do. Because <laughs> most people aren't going to finish your game. Right. Well, then JRPGs subvert that by having the best music be for the final boss, like Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, but JRPGs are a different thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, or was, I feel like at that point, you're, people play JRPGs, I, I feel like they probably stick through them. I just I mean, hell, we have a guy on here who's beaten a bunch of the Xenoblade games, so. That's okay. insane. <laughs> Yes, you. <laughs> I, I, I don't finish that series. For all the Xenoblade games. Well, all, I I haven't done X, but I put two hundred hours. In. Hey, you waiting for a Switch? Are you waiting for that Switch version to come out? Yeah, so I can start all over again. Actually, I did start playing it again right, right before Tears of the Kingdom came out because of the whatever. Because the Xenoblade uh, DLC had like references to it or whatever. So I, was trying to I actually have a copy of that game for Wii U. Like I bought it at a Target for like fifteen dollars. Like oh, cool, and then, and clearance and I, yeah. You never played it. Oh man, you have to. You should at least listen to the soundtrack for that game. Like that. I don't know if either any of you ever played Xenoblade Chronicles X, but that soundtrack is insane. It's banging. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. It's so dumb, but so awesome at the same time. I want to get into the Xenoblade series at some point. It's very, very tempting. It's one of the ones that once I finish a few other things in the show, I'm gonna try to work those in slowly, very slowly. But they're very. Yeah, I was gonna say, make sure you have enough time. Oh yeah, (laughs) no, I. I, I just put like over 120 hours, I think, on all of the regular Chronicles ones. Fucking hey, that's a lot. Except that's with Steam Deck, I can put in those hours easily throughout other stuff I do. So that's not to bad. be fair, like that is doing side quests and stuff in them because they're not, sure. you know, you can mainline them much shorter. But um, yeah, I just finished all of those games. Absolutely love that series, and I just started uh, Zeno Gears for the first time, and I'm gonna do Zeno Saga after that, and I'm loving it. But yeah, I did uh, I was- for a treat. I was going to say, yeah. speaking of like, it's completely up topic, but, but speaking of like, you know, having everything good at the beginning and then not at the end, isn't that pretty much what happened to Xenogears? Where it was really, really great and then it just kind of. Xenogears, they ran out of time. Uh, yeah. So the second half of the game, they couldn't finish it and they just took all the levels, cut out the levels, put it all in little scenes where there's just text that you read about what ha- what cool stuff happened. Yeah, it well, game's still amazing, but yes. We'll see. I've definitely heard a lot of people like stand up for that stuff, though. It's not bad. I'm not. Well, they they were. Yeah, they were doing they were doing what they could. I just uh, I mean, as far as like putting stuff, good stuff at the beginning, that's that's kind of what happened. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I'm like seven or eight hours in and it's been incredible. Like, (laughs) yeah, the opening of it is fantastic. I did the same thing that you did. I bought Xenogears and Xenosaga after I beat a future redeemed. And I I got to play these because I played Xenosaga a long time ago when I first got a PS2 and I hated it. Same. I bought it. Day yeah. came out. Did not so never finish it. Want to give it another try? So, do those games tie into Xenoblade Chronicles then? Because I have the first Xenoblade, and I'm like 30 hours into it. But no, not really. Um, okay. Mostly... I mean, they're like, well, I mean, spoilers, I guess. Yeah. It's like way, way down the line. But in the 
in the DLC of Xeno 3, there's like references to Xeno. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. but it's like truly minor stuff, and they are not technically legally allowed to directly, you know, connect things because Square owns Xenosaga and no, not, um, not, not Saga, just Gears. Oh, sorry, so, sorry. They Saga's owned by Namco. Gears is what I meant to say. My bad. And um, Namco, I believe, owns uh, Xenosaga. Yeah, because I know because because that was like the first uh, thing they did, like as their own company, right? As, as Monolith was 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 Xenosaga. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was yes. hoping that they still own some of it, but yeah, I guess I don't know. I I was hoping for a re-release on Switch. I mean, Nintendo and Nam- Namco are pretty are pretty close. So. Pretty cool. I, I, Future Redeemed kicked ass. That's all I want to say. That, so that good. Was so, good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is like fine, but Future Redeemed is like <laughs> currently my favorite game of the year. I love that game so much. <laughs> wow. So yeah. It's it Big was just, the, the combat was just perfect. Like I just yeah, the combat was perfect. I even and it was not a hundred hours. And I had a blast. Like, Sometimes that's nice, though. Sorry to keep talking about Xenoblade, yeah. but like, do <laughs> so? Can I just mainline it? Do I need to be doing side quests to keep up with the like leveling and stuff, or can I just like do the story stuff? Because I really want to get to like the other two games, but I'm like, I, mean, I don't, can, I don't want I to vote. I mean, me, yeah. for me, I'm, I, I like doing side quests, so I did. I did almost all of the side quests in the first one. Is it? It, it, it came out during just, the pandemic. I was pretty sad, so that's what I that's what I did to make myself. Right. Keeping but, up with leveling will be hard if you're not doing some side quests. You will want to do some just to be able to progress. But yeah, you can totally mainline it. Okay. And you're playing the you're playing the new version, right? The Switch one. Yeah, the definitive edition. Okay. Yeah, because they they the original one was really hard to do the side quests because they wouldn't. It would just be like, kill these birds in this place. And it's like, okay, this place is really huge. I don't know where they are. At least in the new one, they like, they point it out on the map, like where you have to go. Oh, really? Yeah. It's uh, a little yeah. clearer. Yeah. yeah. Which makes it much easier. That's why it was great for me to just put on a podcast and just do side missions. And that's what See, that's, that's why I was asking. Cause like, I've, I've done some side missions and like, nothing has really stood out. Like, you know, where it's like, oh, this is a phenomenal side mission. You have to like, you know, like you're going to add some good character stuff out of this. When you get to, when you get to three, you will though. Once when Xenoblade Chronicles three comes around, they have uh, hero quests, which are which are really cool. Yeah, two and three both have really great side stuff. The, the big thing though is just pick up all those side quests because they'll auto complete when you complete them, so you can kind of complete them like on mm-hmm. your way to other stuff. Yeah, so yeah. you should still pick them all up. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Do them. That's good and, tips. <laughs> anyway, from Russia with love. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you guys want to talk about? I go on questions, comments, reveries. <laughs> I think we said almost everything. Oh, the ending you keep yeah, you fight in the base and then he sleeps with Tatiana. Who would have guessed? Oh. Why uh why why no credits? I, I'm I'm a credits uh, Oh yeah, you're right. That that did irritate yeah. me too. I, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter at all. Or we we do it on the show where we post like our, you know, beat of the week and we and we post our you know post credits and stuff to prove that we beat a game or whatever. I do the same thing. And I was gonna do it for this, but it just it just stopped and there were no credits and I was like, Where are my credits? I, what and, and I stayed up till like six thirty in the morning playing this game, and I got to the end, and I was like, "Wait, no credits!" I was like, "I'm gonna record the credits and post them and go to bed." And it's like, "Nope, it just stopped." I'm like, what? I, I think you might be right that if you do the unlockable missions, it rolls them, but the yeah. requirements to unlock those are absurd. I don't know. It if does not. That. It's wild. There. Oh, it does not. That's so well. Weird. At least if you put in the cheat to do it and then play the last one, which is terrible. It does not do it. I can tell you that. Okay. Yeah. They look bad, but also it requires like 60 medals or something to unlock the final level. Yeah, That's stupid. crazy. And it's, I, I was thinking that they might be like, because the first one, the first bonus level is that you have to go like turn off five bombs. I tried that with the cheat code where I couldn't die. Still stupid, by the way. Still couldn't find one of the bombs. So, yeah, it's so boring. A lot of them are actually 
like as you're walking, like you have to turn around and then see like they're they make it really easy to miss and they don't mark them on the map or anything like that. Also, it's a reused level. It's like a use. It's a level that you like drive a car through later in the game. And oh, if it's a bonus level, shouldn't it be new? Like, shouldn't it be something that you can't yeah. see? I, like, I was thinking like it didn't seem like a bonus level. It's like, oh, here's a level that you drive through, but now you can walk through it. OK, like the airport level, which is the last one I was thinking to be something cool. And it was really just you're standing in a parking lot with a bunch of cars and guys keep climbing up over the wall and attack you. And that's all it was. Yeah. You have to kill 80 enemies. I'm like, this is stupid. I was thinking like Goldeneye, where you had Aztec yeah. and pyramid i think it's what's or egypt is called where you like you had cool levels and here it's just like no we're just gonna make you fight guys because we're out of money so we spent it all on john connery <laughs> yeah right i would hope i was hoping that they would just like the bonus levels might be like some key scenes from other bond movies that aren't in this you know like of Con- of connery's movies and no, just, no that would have been cool that's what i would expect from a bonus level from a bond game right same that's not what we yeah. get Glad I did not unlock those now. Yeah, they, they're not worth it. I was also bummed that there were no credits either. I wanted to take a picture of the credits say I beat the game. Because that's yep. what I do for Facebook memories. I usually will beat a game, post a picture, put it on. I'm like, okay, look, I did this. You know, that way I know when I look, go, go back to my Facebook memory. Oh, yeah, look, Mikey did that. But nope, no credits, no the end, nothing. Just all levels are beaten. Go keep playing. No. <laughs> that, that's how I keep track of a lot of my uh, beats for the year, too, is from posting the credits. Oh, I have, a, I have a notepad, and I, I write down that when I beat a game, if I use save state or cheat codes, I notate that. I notate the date that I beat the game. I do all that. For uh, Reese, you played it on Xbox, right? Does, does it have, like, a progressive scan mode or HD mode or whatever for it? It ran in 480i. Uh, it doesn't do 720 or anything like that. I was curious. Well, because the game, you know, GameCube once oh, had, so, like, a ported 480p, but this one doesn't. And it oh, looks okay. smeary on my, on my HDTV. I should have played yeah. it tube tv but it was 480p not 480i but so it, it, yeah it, it looked really good um and i'm running it through a retro tank 5x pro upscaler so yeah it was i okay. was very happy yeah, you, made it, you made it look better i uh <laughs> i was just i was just playing mine through a regular ass gamecube through a 4k tv so it's like it looks it looked a little smeary but it was you know yeah i like playing it on the big screen so i was like all right yeah i mean tube tvs are a terrible move anyway if you have to move one for any reason i mean i have i have one i have one in my office here and i was gonna play it on there but I, I don't know. It was more fun on the bigger TV. I just really hate two TVs, by the way. I mean, they're heavy as fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I hate them. I used to work in a work at a apartment building type thing, and with something, I was the guy that would get stuck having to move the shit. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want it. That was not my job, by the way. But that's what happened. I mean, the graphics were fine for me once I got everything to run. The graphics seemed fine. I mean, I played it on Dolphin, so I had no issues though. I had some slowdown issues with Dolphin. Like just randomly, nothing would be happening. He would just be walking. And it would just be like, start chugging. And I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> but it would fix itself pretty quickly. So sometimes that just happens. Yeah, there oh, were some why? small frame drops on original Xbox, too. I think maybe just going for 480p was a little more than it needed to be doing. But, you know, mostly it ran fine. It never got in the way of the gameplay. I also I mean, I know it's a licensing thing, but I want I bring this up a lot. But I want to bring it up here. Like, it's too bad that this isn't available in some type of collection for modern day systems and, or even just on pc in some version where you could buy it like this nightfire agent under fire everything or nothing it'd be nice if those are all packaged for somebody to, to buy agree and it makes me sad it it's, never it's will probably, well isn't isn't like the whole yeah you said isn't the whole bond licensing kind of night kind of a nightmare anyway like who oh yeah they're mgm or just yeah M- mgm or broccoli the guys that own it are real like they do not like to let it out for anything anymore after some of the bad games and some of like they're very they're very particular to the license so we won't see it again for a while well and activision was the last ones who were working with it right so that complicates things even further yeah well i but io is making a bond game the guys who do hitman 
Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. forgot. Yeah, they are. yeah, so there's like there's a Bond game in the works. I'm really hoping we get an update at uh, Summer Games Fest. But yeah, uh, be, I, I just always think about that when I play, especially old licensed games. I'm like, man, it would be cool if this could be put in a collection for people to replay. I mean, sure, I didn't have the best time, but it doesn't mean that I, I wish it exists. Like for someone could just pick it up and play this without having to go through all the hoops that, you know, we did. Right. I, I, do, oh. I do have to I do have to apologize to the podcast for not buying the uh, PSP version of this. I know I kind of <laughs> teased that earlier, but oh, you're fine. I, <laughs> I thought I was going to play the PSP version of this, too, just to play it. I did look up videos. It looks a little like the same, but it's the same game. Yeah. If it was if it was a little like, uglier, it's like very different. I'd play it, but I think it's only it's the same thing minus a minus another analog. And you yeah. Know, yeah, it's not it's like some of, like some game for PSP like that era will be completely different game. Yeah, yeah. That, I would have been interested if it was, but yeah, I'm not going to play the same thing. <laughs> no, I mean, it says I, it just removes the driving levels, but other and adds more oh. mini games. But oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I wasn't. If I would have really enjoyed this game, I would have for timing reasons. But I had time, but I was like, fuck it, I just want to be done. It also came out a whole year after it, so which is <laughs> weird. Oh yeah, that's oh, a PSP I, era though. <laughs> any PSP people uh, buy this game? Hey, I had a PS3. I, I did too. I I have a collection of PSP games, but my PSP, when I went and found it years later, like, oh, the battery had, like, busted or something. So, like, it all expanded so it wouldn't fit inside of the PSP anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard they, like, explode. I just turned mine on recently. And I have no idea what I even... I had the green Peace Walker PSP, but I have no idea what the hell I did with it. Um, My biggest uh, selling regret is all of my buddies are buying Call of Duty Black Ops 4, and I wanted Black Ops 4, so I sold my Vita. And now I, I miss my Vita every single day. <laughs> I get that. I always wanted one. I, I had a fr- I had a friend who let me borrow his for a while, and yeah, the, yeah, they were cool. It, before they it's, were. I I didn't use them for PS Vita games. I just use them for PS One games. Like they're great for emulation too. Oh sure. I played. Like, I mean, I, I played a ton of PS One stuff on my PSP. Like I played through most of Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven on there. Nice. <laughs> Pretty sure they, my PSP now is a Steam Deck essentially. So I'm good. Yeah, there. I was gonna say they're also <laughs> very easy to hack and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, you can oh, play yeah. everything on PSP on it, which is great. Sure. Yeah, yeah a friend of the show, uh, Michael Hughes, I know he did that with a PSP, and he just he had a PSP go, and he just would load it up with whatever he had to play for the show at the time. Like, yeah, I'll just do this. So, make, make you know, they're, they're, you go worth they're great for that. I really want a Vita. Like, I I, re- I mean, there's so many. Well, I don't want a Vita now. Like, I, I want to play the Vita Steam library. Deck. If you have a Yeah, Steam no, I want to play the Vita library. That's what I want to say. Yeah. But you could probably so at some point i'm hoping to dig into that library because i feel like there's a lot of really good stuff in there a lot of cool japanese stuff on psp and vita that never came over here that you can now play in english too through mods and the fan translations yeah that, that's or stuff you could that i'm like black ops declassified on your vita you could <laughs> if, if you wanted if you just if you're like man i feel really too good about myself lately someday I'll, I'll jump into the vita library i there's i'm still like I, there's still xbox games that i really really want to play like otogi for example yeah Otogi's i really cool. want to play those have you played, i really uh, want to play breakdown for the show yeah, breakdown is nuts <laughs> have you but i can't like Skies? i can't i own a legit copy to the right of me but i cannot play that game legit i tried back in the day and it did not go well so we'll never try that again but yeah, someday <laughs> All right, since we apparently have been running out of things to say, any last things about From Russia with Love for questions, comments, or memories? Okay. All right. I, I didn't get many, so I'm going to read what I got. Let's see here. First from me, I watched the entire Overlord re- Super Replay. I got one comment. I don't understand it, but I'll read it anyway. From Lucas Harris, did they put a roof on it? Not oh, I it. understand that. Yeah, oh, what is that? that. That's, That's from the old... replay episode. Oh. 
Yeah, I don't remember like which one it was, but I yeah. think it was from Russia with love. Was it? Yeah. Uh, was it Juba that said should have put a roof on it? I can't remember who said it. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, what the fuck? I've never finished all those replays. I I really enjoyed them, but then I I just fell off completely when Dan left. I was done because Dan Reichert was the entertaining part of that, even though he's just terrible at the same time. So yeah, I fell off after Tim left, and then kind of spottily watched him. But yeah, they just. Are they, are they? I think they're still on YouTube, aren't they? For they now, yeah. Are. Worried about that getting erased on YouTube, but all right. And then from the James Bond 007 fan group, I got one comment from Blaine Smith. I wish it would have been a first-person view. Okay, and that's fair. Sure. I'm glad it's not, but that is a fair statement. Did you ever play the Quantum of Solace game on PS3 and 360? Because that one is fun because it does Rainbow Six thing of being in third person in cover but then first person when you're out of cover i remember it not being very good though it's not great yeah i never played it because it, <laughs> yeah it didn't really get great reviews yeah it's kind Achievement. of a, a, it's a rough talk but it's you know i mean i don't know the cover thing's kind of fun i don't remember much about it i know i played it i'm pretty sure i beat it and then i because in the 360 era i played just about everything i get my hands on for achievements so i would just play everything plus it was just the era when I go to GameStop every every week and get cheap games. God, I miss when GameStop was good. I miss the days I just go to GameStop with like ten bucks and walk out with something like I've never heard of before for 360 and PS3 or 360 era. Now I walk in GameStop like, hey, do you want to buy a bunch of Funko Pops? I do, but no. <laughs> well, you could love it now. It's got all your stuff in there now. Now that they're Funko Pop stores. I mean, I have enough Funkos around me right now. I don't even. Yeah, I have hundreds of Funko Pops around me. Hundreds. Does but, any, I, was, no. I, was trying, I was trying to search around online. Does anybody know like how well this sold? Like, did anybody actually get this game? Like, speaking of like how you how you didn't really get a whole lot of response on it. Like, did anybody actually play it when it came out? <laughs> it felt like it kind of just like I don't know. I don't think it did. Great, Nobody, but got, I, let's see. I, mean, I didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, I bought mine secondhand. It looks like it sold about two hundred and seventy-seven thousand. I mean, that's that's fucking. That's not great. And that's no, that's, that's oh, that's well. within three months, too. That's not even at launch. Like, and that's across a, multiple platforms. Right. So, yeah. I didn't get good reviews. I can say that while I'm reading. Maxim gave it a six. I don't even know good. Maxim did that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I remember reading an IGN review, and they, I think they said it was pretty cool, or they thought the jetpack was cool or something. I don't know. I, I remember having positive thoughts in my head about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was 2005. I probably didn't have any money, and I wasn't going to pay like 60 bucks or 50 I mean, that's ever for a Bond game. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I was at. I just didn't have money to buy new releases. So yeah, I would have been. This, this is what 2000. I know I said it earlier. It was 2005. It's 2005, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I would have been high school. November first. I would have been a junior. First 2005. Okay. I was in junior. Oh, no, I was a senior then at this point. Never mind. I was a senior, but I had a job, but I I was buying. I bought a tons of games in my senior year, but I just uh, I just graduated college. So I guess I'm the oldest one here, <laughs> <laughs> but this wouldn't have been dirt cheap. So I, I I bought a bunch of games for like 10 bucks back then all the time. I'd go to the, I'd go there like bring 20 bucks. I mean, see how much I could walk out with mm-hmm. once a week. But all right. And then but yeah, I don't I'm assuming it didn't sell very well. I couldn't find I didn't see any numbers on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's why I thought it, I thought it was so random that you picked it. I was like, wait, that. I was like, does anybody else remember that game even? Game Informer. That's the only reason why I got is on the show. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you picked it because then I got to play. it was just collecting dust in, in my in our apartment here. So was, <laughs> and then I got to finally play it. And I was on the positive side of it. As the, the, off from the so. the last group, uh, Giant Bomb, we got a couple comments from Henrik Illison. How is Connery's voice as Bond? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite part? Not him. 
No, that's what I, I was being sarcastic. I said it was oh. your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I just did Again, not like it. Though, probably the most notable thing about the game. Like, the most bizarrely interesting thing about it. Uh, did, sorry, real quick. The character models, I thought, looked good, except for Connery. Did anyone else yeah. feel that way? Like, I, I felt like... kind of weird. Yeah, but it's like... There's uncanny, uncanny valley-ness to it. But, that, I mean, that's like, isn't that most, like, quote-unquote, like, realistic-looking games, like age the the worst I, I mean i guess but like then even looking at like red grant or kleb's face i was like those are some good detailed faces but then it just like it just go to connery and i'd be like i don't know that just seems off that just seems weird Did, do you remember connery making like as bad line like there's some really bad pun lines that he that he says in the game yeah they're are those, are those like that in the movie too like are they that like cringe i I think, so. I think so. I don't. I yeah. don't remember the script well enough to tell yeah. you that it's the same. I can tell you some of the lines were from the movie. I can tell you that. Because I, yeah. I should, I should have wrote them down. But there were some lines in the game that were just like, really, wow, that's bad. Like with Tatiana. No, like just uh, he made some really stupid puns, like to Q or like whatever, and they were just. Yeah, there were a couple really rough ones. They I like they were a million years old. Want to oh, say that they maybe weren't the same ones that are in the movie though, but I'm not sure. I really wanted to rewatch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I need to. It's been a couple of years. Bond movies are so like fickle when it comes like if you to catch them on streaming services. Like the only way to actually watch them is like every so often Netflix or HBO or somebody will get the rights for one month. They'll put uh, some of them on and then you get to watch them. But you only have like I always have a very small window before they disappear again. It was usually around April, May. They I come out whenever the last one came out, the Daniel Craig one. I think that. It was on Prime, and they put a bunch of them on Prime. And yeah. I remember that. And I was like, I should watch some of those. And yeah, you blink, and then they're gone. Yeah. yeah, they're... And they're I've thought about buying them before, but I'm like, I, they're, just, they're also expensive as hell to buy them, like the DVD sets. See, I always want to get the collection, but then they come out with another one, and I'm like, stop. <laughs> like, Let me just have yeah. this one Blu-ray collection. Of That's I've, got that, I've got that Blu-ray collection, and I'm just waiting for those 4Ks to drop anytime. I'm ready to spend that money. Right. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. That's that's why I just kind of fell off with it. But all right. And then let me see. I have two more comments from Leroy Polk. I also remember seeing this on the cover of Game Informer thinking it would likely be bad. <laughs> and last one I'm going to read from Sean Nohead. All right. And last one I'm going to read from Sean Bean Nohead. I stopped playing Bond games during the 360 era. All the OG Xbox ones are amazing, though. Nightfire, Agent Underfire, and others I forgot the names of. Truly fun local PvP with amazing weapons and gadgets. Most shooters are boring compared to that era of Bond game. I wonder how good th- this one has. Uh, I totally for- we totally forgot to mention this has multiplayer. I'm sure none of us got oh. to try it. No, I didn't. There is. Yeah, there. I saw it in the menu there. I did not try it. Yeah, because you can unlock, it, uh, you can unlock characters as well with your points. Like for- I know everything or nothing had like co-op multiplayer missions. Is that what this is, or is this competitive? No idea. I didn't. I mean, it's you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's I. That would involve other people. Yeah. yeah. And where are you going to find somebody in 2023? Hey, you want to play a Bond game? Me? Yeah, sure. We're going to play from Russia with Love on GameCube. Yeah, it wouldn't be that one. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go to, the, go to the GameStop and just like just hold it out and be like, hey, hey, kid, you like a uh, you like Bond games? Do you want to come over and play this? Game? Be super creepy. There's also no videos of people playing multiplayer on YouTube, by the way, from this game. Oh, yeah. I could have looked that up, I guess. No, you're good. I mean, there might be. It just there's nothing on YouTube. That doesn't mean it's not there. But oh, you didn't. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I just trying to of... see if somebody had just people post all sorts of things on YouTube. Yeah, I just kind of looked to see if anybody had seen credits in there. I kind of searched for that. <laughs> there's also almost no reviews of this game either on YouTube. Like there's not many. Yeah. 
Oh, you should make one then. You'll get a. You'll I mean, get there will be a YouTube video of this. Yes, there will not be any video, but there will be a video of this. Put hashtag review in somewhere in it too, so it pops up on SEO feeds. I mean, I really should do that. I'm yeah. saying if you want to get if you want to get views, review something that barely anybody has reviewed. Like I did a review of like any of Indy 500 for Wii, and I still get random comments from people telling me how much they hate me, but. <laughs> It's like one of my most watched videos, just because nobody ever did anything about a fucking Indy 500 game. My most Damn. watched video on YouTube or well, podcast that people clicked on thinking it was not what it was, was Thor The Dark World, because the episode went as long as the movie. Oh, wow. Oh, so people kept painful. clicking on it, thinking it was the movie, and uh, then they would leave dislikes because it wasn't <laughs> the movie. Nice. Like, um, you really think they're going to let me put the movie on here? Like, come on, guys. Yeah, 34,000 views or Thor the Dark World. I titled a uh, Dark Souls 3 video, like, how I learned to love the parry is like a, a, an homage to, like, how I learned to love the bomb, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't, like, it's just me failing a parry against an NPC invader, and everybody fucking hates that video. Like, there's a bunch of comments when it went up that was just like, I thought this would teach me how to parry. It's just some guy sucking. Our most watched video is a video of uh, of one of the co-hosts from our show. Uh, just basically Jeremy and I playing uh, Stardew multiplayer because it was like because we dropped it like right when the multiplayer happened in Stardew Valley. And I get comments all the time that are like, like it's it, it's like it takes an hour for them to figure out how to do multiplayer. It's like, yeah, we did it when it fucking came out, dude. I got like this paragraph comment, and then at the end it was like, oh, this sucks, this sucks. And then at the end it's like, but at the end it's a pretty good video. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's typing as he's watching. <laughs> yeah, it's like at the very end, it's like you suck at this, and you take 45 minutes to get this to it, and this this, and it's like, but in the end it was all right. It's like what? <laughs> you you really pulled it together there. YouTube is weird with that, like. Yeah, like I have 84 likes. It doesn't show the dislikes anymore, but it was a ton of dislikes on that video. People were so upset that it wasn't the actual movie. It's like, you do understand the algorithms would catch that, right, guys? Yeah, you do understand that's like illegal to illegal, right? the dark world on, on YouTube. I mean, also, why are you looking for that movie? Of all the freaking movies in the MCU, that one? One of the worst? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just looking. But the, the, the Indy 500 ones are funny. It's just people coming on to let me know that I suck at the game, and that's why I didn't like it. So that's mostly what my comments are. For that video, be like, you I know, mean, whatever comments. I was eight. I'm like, okay, cool, good for you, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> My no dad one... is Jeff Gordon, and he would have won this game. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Gordon's not an Indy 500. <laughs> no, he's not. I look. I know Mark <laughs> yeah, Martin. I know Jeff Gordon. And I know Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of them raced for Indy. Well, I'm assuming Jeff Gordon should be done by now. But uh, what's her face? Danica Patrick. She was a racer. She was in that uh, Sonic and Sega All Star Racing. <laughs> so she also was dating Aaron Rodgers too at one point. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know that information, but yes. Is Aaron Rodgers a baseball player? That sounds like a very baseball player. It's, no, he was the quarterback of the Packers. He's now the he's a Jets quarterback, and he's like insane too. Yeah, he is. He went to a dark retreat to and sat in the darkness for seventy-two hours, and for for him to get a message if he should keep playing for the Packers or not. You didn't see those discount double check uh, commercials. Yeah. You don't see those. Well, I don't watch YouTube. So <laughs> I watch streaming services that don't have commercials on YouTube. I, that was All right, a- let's go on to actually before we go to Shell Stackerbox, <laughs> I'm going to give away a code. If anyone's still here listening to us banter, here have a free code of something. Let's see what I want to give away. Well, hold on, we need to talk about Xenoblade more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Is that ready>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here let's have code to Ticket to Ride. This is a Steam code. It's a board game of some sort digitally. The code is O. 
T A V eight Z nine five D T O A E. It's an O or a zero. So if it doesn't work, try the other combination. I'm pretty sure it's no, <laughs> but I don't know for sure. So there's your code for ticket to ride. All right. And let's go to shelf stacker box. And Trey, what about you? So uh, what is it? Sorry, shelf means something you really like. Yeah. Stack (laughs) being in the middle and boxing something you dislike. I mean, I I like it. So, I mean, I had a good time with it. I mean, it's short. It's not really, maybe it's not necessarily that memorable, but I had a good, I had a good two days with it. So I'll I'll put it back on the shelf that it was on before I played it for this episode. (laughs) All right. And what about you, Nate? I would put I would put this in the box, but like every once in a while, I'd take it out of the box to like kind of admire it and look at it and have nostalgic feelings about it. So that's how I feel about it. <laughs> okay. It's like, and I don't know, it's not good enough. Like, you know, I'm like, well, I don't want to put it in my stack, but, you know, I'm like, it's not like it's not like Shadow the Hedgehog where I'm like, put this shit in a box and like Burn it. forget about it. You know, it's like, that's eh, fine. <laughs> forgot to play that shit for the show. I I actually just deleted it off my computer uh, yesterday because <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to play this again. Never. Like, I was like, why do I still have it installed? But like, fuck off. <laughs> Mine's been gone for a, since we did the episode. I was like, goodbye. <laughs> so, you, so you didn't do like a you love Shadow the Hedgehog? I didn't. Yeah. No. I got it. I actually got a tattoo of him on my back. <laughs> yes. Hey, when Sonic 3, the movie comes out, you're going to be the coolest person around. You're going to have your shadow tattoo. Is he, has he been announced to be in that movie yet? Yeah, he's yeah, uh, yeah super. Yep. Oh, I haven't seen Sonic 2. I'm it's so better than Mar- oh, I like that's the Mario some... movie. That's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that it was better than the Mario movie. I mean, I like Bond game better than the Mario movie. But I, I, like, I like that first Sonic movie. I thought the first one was fun. I just haven't gotten around to watching the second. And Reese, what about you? Okay, well, first of all, I just want to let you know that I'm... Personally, I got this, you know, retro setup going on now. I cannot wait to play Shadow of the Hedgehog on my original Xbox. I'm so excited to see how that thing runs. But second of all, I I like this game. If there was room in the stack, I'll make room for it. If the stack is, I mean, I don't know, man. If if the stack is like a thousand games high, it might have to go in the box. But I do like this game. Okay. All right, I'll go last. I'm gonna put this in the stack too. I just I was gonna put it in the box, and the more we talked about it, the more I didn't want to hurt his feelings. So and I did have a good, I had a decent enough time. So go in the stack, but I'll I'll probably never play this again. <laughs> but I'm happy I finally played it. It's been on my list to play since I for over you know almost 20 years. So I'm happy I finally played it. Now you can stop waking up in cold sweat, yelling out "For Usher with love." <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find out what year that was for that Game Informer. Oh, April 2005. Yeah. It's time to spy on the spies. I think. <laughs> yep, no, it's, it's April 2005 was that issue. Okay. All right, and I should introduce what we're going to be talking about next week. Next week, you can hear us talk about a good game, Zelda Oracle Seasons. And Nate will be back for that. Yay. He's got to beat it. It is first. a good game. Good game. It is. Are you, doing, uh, are you doing just seasons? or, or, or We already did ages, so now we're doing just seasons. So we, then, we, we played ages a couple months ago, then, yeah. And then we're going to fly out to Capcom and be like, give us the dev kit for the third Oracle game that might not exist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If I could, if I could plug uh, my. Yeah, no, of course. Speaking of Oracle of Ages, I actually just, I stayed up a long time last night uh, editing it, but on our, we have, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast. And we've made, we did our 50th uh, Patreon only episode, which is called expansion pack, obviously from 64, but 
we just we just did our ultimate Zelda ranking. So we went through all of the games that I considered to be the mainline ones, you know, so like the single player ones. So we do talk about Oracle of Ages and Seasons in there because I did include them and made them two separate. They, I mean, they are mainline. Is it is it a spoiler? All, to yeah, ask? I mean, they're not. The, people can. What is number 50? Oh, uh, uh, no, I mean, it was. It, what do you mean? Episode oh, 50. you know what? It was episode 50. It's You're episode right. number 50. There, we actually <laughs> have eight. We have 18 Zelda games in there. I'm like, I'm like, damn, there's 50 Zelda games. franchise, And I'm like, there's 50 Zelda games. It was our 50th bonus episode. But yeah, for only a buck online, you can listen to that. And also we have a we have a seven day trial now for anybody who wants to oh, nice. try out the five dollar level and see the if video. there were. And they're cheaper than Nintendo Switch online. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll listen to your podcast. I've heard that ad <laughs> for the ad. You can you can get rid of the ad if you get on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and Reese, where people find you at? Hey there. You know what? I barely use Twitter anymore, but you can still find me at, at Side Group Games. But the big way to find me is to go on to Steam and search for the game called Throw Me in the River, which I released a couple years ago. And you can also go to www fogtownseries.com and that's where uh, you'll find information on the game that I am currently working on. It's an FMV game that's inspired by Sherlock Holmes and it's it looks really fun. Uh, it's going to be great and it's all done with finger puppets. It'll be cool. And you'll see a link into all that in the show notes. And you want to support this show, we do have a Patreon for those dollars you vote on our Patreon poll. We have monthly polls right now is Robin Williams movies that Mike has never seen. It's Night Listener, One Hour Photo, Birdcage, and The Final Cut. You can go vote in that for as little as a dollar. And also, we have a Discord if you want to join us. You'll see a Discord link in the show notes. Please join. Talk with us. And if you want, and give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasfree. You can follow her on TikTok. You'll see a link in the show notes to her TikTok. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. Started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. So definitely go check him out also. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We're audio only, but we are on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye.